What's good? What's good, people? Red and Stone Talk Music. Volume 6? 18? 7? I'm all confused. <laughs> this is the volume where, where Reg forgot some equipment, so we're doing it live from the MacBook. <laughs> Sorry, you audio files out there. My very expensive interface is a couple of burrows away. So out here making it happen. But the most important thing is I didn't forget the alcohol. Like that's the most important thing for this whole process. You home listeners don't understand where the brews are the most important thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what you been listening to, man? Oh man. So I I've been listening to like a lot of crazy shit this week. Um there's this dude, I don't know if you're familiar with cat. Um it's like Topaz Jones. No. So uh apparently he's out of like New Jersey somewhere. Um, he put out this track, I think, last year or two years ago called Tropicana, which is like a Tropicana, yeah, which is like a trap, <laughs> you know, like whatever trap puns, yeah, that's the then, era we hit with trap music, yeah, but you know, got got like a million streams, so he's got a little buzz, yeah, but he really wanted to do like funk music, and he's like the son of he's 23, he's the son of. The dude, one of the dudes who played Slave. Oh, nice! Oh, so, real fun yeah. music. Oh shit! Yeah, so he dropped this track uh, this week that was like just straight up kind of like modern funk uh, called Too Fake. All right. Um, and it's been on repeat for me just because it's just it's cool because I, I see what he's trying to do. Like he's trying to kind of like have the trap shit on one side, but he's trying to have the funk stuff on the other side. And he's trying to do some like traditional R and B in the middle. And you can tell he's trying trying to like find his sound. But right. I really kinda of hope he like goes to that funk edge. I think I mean it's not really explored. That's a, yeah, right that's a huge lane. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge lane. It's wide open. Uh I mean the cat looks like he he's I, I thought he was um Dame Funk's son. Because he looks like a mini Dame <laughs> Funk. With the dress and everything. And I'm just kind of like, oh, this, this dude's like Dame Funk's son. You know, but... <laughs> uh, and then he has a couple of the tracks here. Uh, there's this cat, uh, Levon Kelly. I don't know if, if... Are you familiar with this kid? Like, no. He, he's from Cali. Um, he was on the Playboy Cardi album. Oh, nice. Um, they have... Uh, him and, and Topaz Jones have a collaboration. It's pretty dope. Um, Levon Kelly has this, this track called Smile, which is like a like just straight up two step track. Oh, those That's shit. like super, you know. And I was like, it's, it's kind of cool to see all these kids kind of getting together. But it's also cool because the algorithm found the, the, all these tracks for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his music, he likes the trap music, but on the eclectic side. So we'll recommend these <laughs> It's like, holy, oh, you know, the algorithm is working, working their ass off this week uh, to find these, these dudes for me. But, uh, but yeah, so I've been listening to a lot of that stuff uh, on repeat. And it's not like perfect music, but I see what they're trying to do. And I'm not mad at it. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, what I've listened to when you kind of said how people are kind of throwing everything at the wall, I've listened to a dude called um, JPEG Mafia. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious because like this... Because uh, this, I heard about him before, and then it's only like now, so it's kind of rel- relatively dead time for new music. Yeah. Like he came on my radar, and immediately, like in my Twitter feed, I see like, a, there's a Fader article, there's this, there's that. So, but uh, he just dropped, uh, I guess it's an album, he might, he might be calling this one on a mixtape called Veteran. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about him is like, uh, yeah. like he's got, he's, you can tell he's trying to work his, his stuff out also because he's got stuff where it's almost like very aggressive rap, almost like let's say punk rap, yeah. like let's say your Death Grips. 
But then there's a weird there's a weird side of it where it's like straight up like almost little yachty like trap, but better because he's got his weird bars. Like yeah. he, like underneath all that, he's got these little funny one-liners, which are fucking like he had he had a, a Megadeth one-liner. Oh, like, word. like you'll rest in dust, like something something. But like so he's he's actually trying to write some kind of bars. Yeah. But and then so he kind of varies between these two worlds, and both of them he does like he does them well, but not perfect. But they're still like like they're still catchy. Like yeah. Like my favorite thing is the first the first line on the album is like you know I want I want all my bitches the same color as Drake. <laughs> <laughs> so when you saw the album like that, it's horrible, but it's like, all right, I, I kind of get this level of like, you know, silliness. And, yeah. and while that's happening, there's like a little happy beat, like a, almost like a Fisher Price happy keyboard beat. Yeah. There's some interesting use of female vocals in the record, but and then so then he'll have those moments, and then he'll have this like uh, this aggro song where it's a uh, Ghostface, Ghostface screaming. Where? So he like he he like samples it, pitches it up, so it's just in the background and like this heavy like distorted bass stuff happening. And it's also surprisingly enough, even though the beats are kind of distorted, it's like well mastered. Like he comes out clear. Mm. Like it doesn't like sound like like a lot of the SoundCloud rappers where it's recorded like you know in somebody's on a MacBook on a MacBook <laughs> <laughs> in the basements <laughs> with eighteen niggas smoking fucking Newports. <laughs> like it actually sounds relatively clear. So when this when it's not, when it's distorted, it's distorted on purpose because he wants to get his little yeah. you know bitch you guessed it type shit and ag- angry shit on. But uh, but like overall. Like the project itself is dope. Like I just wish he kind of focused a little more. But you could just see he's just throwing even the song titles. He's throwing things out there. But he's definitely a young dude on the come up. Like I want to see what he does more in the future. That's what's up. Yeah. JPEG Mafia. That's what's JPEG up. JPEG Mafia. Uh, yo, there's a new. Uh, so um, your boy Blood Orange dropped a track Ooh. called Black History, and <laughs> <laughs> it's still Black History Month. Uh, so I've been listening to that. I'm not, I'm not a huge like Blood Orange fan. Tried, you know, but it's growing on me. And I think like I, have, I like I get it now. Like I understand. Like you know, he's not going to come at you straight ahead. He's going to do this and that and zig and zag, and you just have to be along for the ride. And you kind of like, and it's actually kind of interesting too because like I remember like this dude called me a racist because I didn't like the Frank o- like Frank Ocean's um, uh, shit uh, Channel Orange on the first. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the mad. black council met they were like you're not like Frank Ocean <laughs> for your age range it's like you are racist <laughs> I'm like what, what's what? I like if it was like Solange you know sitting at a table I could kind of understand maybe a little bit of lemonade there was nothing woke about Frank Ocean's well alright so here's, here's here's why he said that and like at first I was mad cause I was like what the fuck you know but basically I didn't like I didn't like Channel Orange because it was a black voice over, like, you know, instrumentals that we're not used to as black people. True. And I think it kind of threw me for a loop. And I think that's what Blood Orange does in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm not going to call myself a racist, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't get him for long for the longest time because I kind of, I think my mind is always, like, soulful vocals. You have to kind of sound this way. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm admitting that. You know, I'm admitting that. So... Basically, um, yeah, these two tracks drop. Uh, really digging them. Just kind of like the traditional, if you like Freetown Sound, um, the same kind of like blood orange instrumentation and arrangements. Um, but it's just way blacker. <laughs> <laughs> it's super black. I'm happy though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm super happy because like, I'm, I'm glad to hear 
you know, like, you know, obviously, you know, we own trap music, we own all these different things, but we kind of don't own, like, the Williamsburg hipster, you know, lane. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad to hear, you know, just super black lyrics over, you know, something that, you know, Grimes be singing over, you know. Yeah, no, it's dope. <laughs> it's, and, and, and I think it's for me also where it's, I'm not used to hearing a black voice in that kind of genre, because I love my, you know, I love the indie rock, you know. Living in my little corner of hipster Brooklyn, you know, it's kind of mandatory for you to like it, no matter what <laughs> age, denomination, creed, or color. Yeah. You gotta focus a little bit of the LCD sound system. Yep. You know, a little bit of the strokes, a little bit of that. What got me though is the fact that I felt like a lot of the tracks I liked from him, I felt like he was a songwriter, not really him as a front person. Yeah. Because maybe it was it was a little bit too twee, a little bit too like you know, he's getting a little falsetto and a little try to like you know that little weird, I can't say funk, but like. He was he was going for a very specific sound that was yeah. like like I said very indie rock. Yeah. But he would and but he would try to throw like a word prince falsetto and then try to have this little funky bass line where it is no bass. Yeah. <laughs> the bass is literally the engineers just there angry lowering the bass on some like it, it was this not kicker yeah. box. Yeah. <laughs> Beats headphones friendly whatsoever. But I always liked him. I, I, I do remember, and the thing is, he's somebody where he's always, I think, trying to. Because I remember him years ago. People forget, like, and nobody knew because he had to be really a really nerdy punk kid. He was in a punk band called the Test Icicles. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. And then, and then, so they had this little weird thing where they blew up, like yeah. you know, and that was back in the MySpace era where you yeah. just throw tracks up there. So I remember they got, they blew up because they would have these little weird like program, like almost hip hoppy beats, but sped up. And these, I love them. Yeah, yeah, these punk guitars. Yeah, and then, and I think even they got shocked because it was like like for like six months it was like big tour, yada yada yada, and then. Like, when he came time for to come to the States, they already broke up. So I remember I had tickets. I was like, ah, oh, damn you. <laughs> so from that point on, I kind of paid attention because I was like, there was that one black dude in that yeah. band. And I yeah. was like, all right, let me see. So it was cool yeah. that he's made that weird transition because, like, you know, he could have easily been doing gutter punk, whatever, whatever, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And he's obviously somebody who's just a talented musician in general. His work with Solange. So it's cool to kind of see it. It's just, I, like I said, I'm hoping, for me said, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Like, this kind of hits his solo career, kind of hits... The work he's been putting in for like wow, now a decade now. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and, and I think <laughs> here's one thing about about Blood Orange, and then we'll move on. It's like I feel like he could be at hundred percent with his vocals, with his arrangements, but he, he's like intentionally putting it at fifty percent. Yeah, and I think that didn't jive well with me for the longest time because. You know, you could have been that dude. Like, you could, you know, but I think he is trying to make a statement with being passive in the way he arranges stuff. But that maybe that's it. Maybe because it's hard. As, like, if anything you could do as a black musician, like, as a black artist, it's all about just literally, like, like you know that cliche, like, you know, everything is soul-bearing lyrics. But it's yeah. true. Like, as, as being as a person of color, like, when you're kind of on the forefront, you're kind of bleeding on stage. So you're right. I think it's the fact that he kind of always pulled back a little bit yeah. is why... It never really felt as us because you know we'll forgive we'll forgive some bad singing if there's some emotion you know what I'm saying exactly Man, that's, that's that's the Mary J Blige career right there <laughs> she danced for chicken she had off key half the time but. Just because she got you in that fucking feels. I mean, we put in 110, man. Yeah. We put in 110 every time. Every we have time. To. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, when you put in 50%, it's like, oh, like, it fucks with your mind. Yeah. For a bit, you know? So, uh, yeah, no. So, uh, yeah. And again, it's, it's super black, you know, which is, I mean, just amazing to me. 
Uh, so yeah, check that out. Black History that just dropped. Uh, what else you been listening to? I don't know. There's a there's a band called actually going back to punk music. A band called Turnstile. Okay. Which I've heard about before, but I kind of passively didn't pay attention to. But going back to your soulful vocals, they had a new single, and then these vocals came on, and I was like, oh shit, this sounds almost like uh like it's like like very Nirvana chords, like very like three, and it's like like and like not even really punk hardcore punk, but it's like almost like indie rock kind of alternative. Yeah. And then uh, these great vocals came on, and it's the bassist, who apparently doesn't really sing a lot of the leads, but yeah. uh, but he, you know, they had him on front. And it was it was a dope little track. It's nice. uh, it's called Moon. Nice. So that was dope. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I've been listening to uh, this group called Wolfpack. Hot, so you must spell that because that's definitely an S A T word. It's, it's like V U L F P E C K. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think about them, to be honest. So basically, it's these two dudes. From University of Michigan, they graduated University of Michigan Music School, and it's a concept band of apparently it's just like if German two German dudes came to Michigan to be in a backing band for Motown, like that's the <laughs> that's the concept. Really? And because <laughs> the Germans make some shit, so I'm, I'm this is actually yeah. this could be dope. So and it's weird too because. Half their album is them actually doing amazing, almost like Funk Brothers backing band. Oh shit! And they work with this dude like Antoine Stanley. I've seen them live. Like Antoine Stanley, Stanley has amazing vocals. And I'm just kind of like, bro, what are you doing, with these cats? <laughs> and these cats dress like. Remember the hipster era from like 2005, 2008. All right. I don't know. I don't know if it came into New York, but like in DC, Baltimore, Philly. Back in the holotronic Diplo days, everybody's wearing like 80s, like, yeah. you know, yeah, like bright pink shirts and shit, you know. Um, they kind of dress like that. And half their songs are like just mad hipstery. <laughs> where you're just kind of like, what the hell? And the other half of their songs are kind of like straight up soul funk. Shit. And I don't know how to process this. <laughs> I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> And the reason why I actually downloaded the album is because um, they have Coco from Quadron on one of the tracks, which is one of my favorite vocalists. Um, and I was just like, oh, you know, because she posted on Instagram, it's like, oh, I'm, 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 you know, and she hasn't recorded, I think, for like three or four years. Yeah, no, because I've heard about, I remember they, they were, they, they were, they were, I feel like for people who are basically European, they were in New York every other day a couple of years ago. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and, and to be honest, I think they got signed by Sony and. Some label shit happened, and I think they kind of stepped back. Oh, it's a label, the great evil. Yeah, you know, so um, I, I think like L.A. Reid signed them, which is just kind of... Uh, R.I.P. L.A. Reid, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is kind of like... Bom, bom. I don't know, it was, it was like the, the, the... It was the kiss of death, I thought. Um, anyway, so they have these, these songs that are just like business casual which is literally like a, a poor man's chromio <laughs> and not that great uh, but then they have this, this song called Grandma with, with this dude Antoine Staley which is just like incredible and I'm just like what is this? what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and live they're like amazing they're, they're like two dudes but they kind of do like a bunch of loop pedals and multi-instruments and things like that. So, you know, they recreate a band with oh, two shit. dudes. Yeah, live, they're, they're actually pretty incredible. Um, but, it, I mean, the album's called Mr. Finish Line. All right. Um, I mean, I don't know if you can see the, the I mean, but they, 
I don't know. All right, I'll check it I don't out. Know, but nice. yeah, no, it's, it's cool. I, I've, I've been bumping a few tracks, but I wouldn't say bump everything. Yeah, I mean, oh, you it's, know. It's, we're in the era. It's all about the singles, baby. I go in there, <laughs> put up my Spotify playlists. Yeah. You know? <laughs> buried it in there. Hide all the, you know, hipster songs. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah. Our girl, Janelle. It came back running. She She's out here. And, and you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, I thought the album was going to drop this week for some reason because she had like the Guardian article. I was like, "Y'all, I'm ready!" Friday night, midnight, and did not. But that's the thing. We're trained. Like, like what's surprising <laughs> about that is, you know, everybody. You know, I'm used to albums coming out like, "Oh, this is a new song. The album got to already be out already." You know what I'm saying? Or coming exactly. out tonight. Exactly. The fact that she's like, "Oh, I'm dropping this stuff out. And yeah, y'all gonna have to wait a month." It's like, what? I was like, what? 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 what are we doing? <laughs> Like you know, like I'm not used to waiting for an album now. This is not. This is not. This is not 2006. <laughs> that shit's done. Put that shit out. Yeah, it threw me for a loop. I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, they got the singles and you know, whatever. She was doing like, um, she was in the commercial. Oh, cool. No, drop it. No, no. Okay. And then like, if you if you look on like Spotify or Apple Music, they have like the album, but you can only download the single. Oh, it's all grayed out. It's, dead. it's all gray out. The, the doggy in the window. You can't even. <laughs> it's all gray. I'm like, what the uh, what the hell? But um, it's actually kind of interesting. Because um, I, I I think like the the first single was like Jingle Jane or whatever. Um, it's a trap song. Yes, and then a trap song that sounds eerily familiar as her. Her signee on Wonderland Records, Giordana, that that uh that talented tenth rap, I'm, you know, <laughs> that Jack and Jill rap, <laughs> that I am not a shiftless Negro rap, <laughs> which I understand at the same time. It's a little jarring. I'm a Jack and Jill alumnus. Uh, you know, so, I, and I don't hold that against you. I don't tell it to, to everybody. I, I don't. I don't. Hold, I don't hold that against you. You turn out despite those hardships. You turn out a cool motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> this is another conversation. Continue. No, but it, it's and then the thing is, even though I'm clowning, it's it's a solid song. Like it's not, not some shit where like it, even though like I said, it reminds me of some of Giordana stuff. It's the thing is, if if it, if it, if it were this alternate universe and like you know, like I was saying, like JPEG Mafia shit, like you yeah, know, if it popped up in a, in a in a playlist with like fucking Huncho Jack and fucking Young Thug, and I came in afterwards, I would be like, oh my god, this is something. Totally new. Like she nailed what she's going for. She nailed. So it was actually pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. It had some choice lines. Yeah, you know, and it's like <laughs> basically if you if you have a vagina, like it's it's, it's a song for you. Um, it's you know, it's kind of that like girl power. I mean, I don't, all right, I don't want to distill it to that because I, I think it's it's. I don't want to reduce it to that. Yeah, but it's definitely like one of those tracks that has it, it has anthem quality. Yeah, and I think that like that's one of the things that with trap music, it's like. It's, I wouldn't call it simplistic, but it's it's so easily digestible that you know you basically look for those you know key lines where you can just like get up in the club and yeah. say you know repeat <laughs> and they amp you up and yeah. they make you you know like feel some type of way you know um, so I and this track is filled with a lot of them. Um, and but the most interesting thing, and I understand like trap is the sound of young America right now. Um, and I was going to talk about how um, you know 
Janelle doing a trap song, Miguel doing kind of like, you know, a Skywalker kind of like bringing those like trap cadences into like his song. And I was like, oh, this is just them kind of riding this wave, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm realizing is, is not really about that per se. It's about the fact that they want to get playlisted on Rap Caviar. Ooh, interesting, intriguing. Because Janelle dropping a trap song is going to get that instant playlist of Rap Caviar next to Migos and next to like Twitter 21 Yeah, Saturdays I see and, what you're saying. Like I was saying hypothetically, but that makes, yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. You know, because when Miguel dropped Skywalker, a lot of Miguel fans were kind of salty about it, you know. But again, that's I think it's one of his highest charting singles. And that's because it instantly spit in with the rap caviar. And, like, you're instantly playlisted. Yeah. And once you get on the rap caviar, like, at least you can start. Especially if you're somebody who already has a following, you, you can kind of build that buzz and, and build that brand. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm not mad at what Janelle's doing, because I, I, I see it. Like, I, I, I understand, you know. Because at first, as a Janelle Monet fan, I was just kind of like, man, I want her doing trap songs. Yeah. She's way too talented. I mean, well, in her defense, <laughs> she's way too talented to yeah, do trap. It's still, it's still like, because like, it's weird. Because the thing is, like, obviously, I don't think it's it's... It's very hard not to love trap music just because trap music to a certain extent is black music in 2018 and 2017, 2016. Yeah. And, it's, and it's weird because one thing is, I can't think of a, a, a rap subgenre that's had this crazy like of a run. Like yeah. I feel like, like if you think about the Boom Bap era, like what, Boom Bap era, let's say that was like 91 to like 90, let's say like that was, I won't say it's full 10 years, but that's like 8 years. Yeah. That, we're kind of pushing that with trap if you think about that. Yeah. Because like those Gucci Mane, those big Gucci Mane mixtapes were fucking the, the late, the late aughts into the early, you know, like 2010, like yeah. around then. So like we're, we're kind of, we've reached peak trap, we've been at peak trap for a minute. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I like it just because it shows you that she's, like she's multi-talented. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the thing about with Janelle Monet is I felt like a lot of her tracks, I won't say it sounded the same, but I felt like we knew that she could kind of do this weird black, like I won't say, like I don't want to be mean when I say this, but like almost like an outcast where it's like it's R&B, but we've got these horns and it's upbeat and it's a little more eclectic and it's like yeah. it's something like if, you, like, like if you took Motown and bought it, you know, 20, 30 years in the future and they're still playing like these soulful licks, but there's a whole bunch of crazy instrumentation because, you know, we've got bigger budgets and everything's got to be bigger and larger. So I like the fact that she could do like a trap song. Where I find it cynical was it'd be cool if like, you know, she came out on like a, you know, a fucking little Yachty track and started rapping on top of it. But, you know, to come out, like you said... Like have this big video rollout to have this be one of the big singles. There is, you know, there's definitely a sense of cynicism there as opposed to like, all right, I'm gonna do this trap shit just for fucking fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go back to Miguel. Miguel is somebody where, you know, yeah, he, he, he's he'll pop up in different places. It would be cool for him to just drop that, you know, trap song just for the hell of it. But to kind of see it like part of that rollout is where it's like, ah, this is kind of calculated. It's not just for the love of the culture. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we were we're both jaded New York music people <laughs> so we can't can't avoid being cynical yeah. and, and, and it sucks I, I don't want to be cynical but I, I also kind of feel like I mean I even if like that wasn't the case there's somebody in her camp that's like yo this is 
this is a good idea. Yeah, and it, and it worked. Know? And then I, I don't want to bring him up just because you know it feels kind of like I don't want to I don't want to undercut her art because she's a fantastic artist and musician herself. Yeah, but Jadonna, like his, you know that that was you know um, classic man was definitely could fit in that DJ Mustard. Kind of set list, <laughs> just slide right in there, the little, the little, you know, yeah, little, yeah, 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 almost, you know. So it's it's something where it's not. I can't even hate because it's kind of it, it, it works. And who doesn't want to make party music at the end of the day? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, and, and, and you know, I want to be out there, you know, hop out of the limo, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> couple of lines of cocaine, two right. girls on each arm, European <laughs> models, you know, tip at the fucking the bouncer, walk inside the club, and bam, big red music is playing in the background. I would love that. But, you know, at the same time, you know, there's a certain level of artistry you kind of expect artists to kind of have. And maybe, you know, like I said, if it wasn't so calculated, I could have, it would be cool if she could be on something like, you know, let's, let's, let's talk some trap. You know, let's, yeah. let's go, you know, yeah. let's but, like a club song. Yeah, but I, I feel like Dirty Computer is going to end up being on Miguel's album where you had that one trap song yeah. and that was it. And like Miguel's last album was actually pretty incredible. Um, like, I don't know if you heard it. I don't think anybody heard it. I, I, the thing is, I, I feel like we spoke about this off, like you know, off off the podcast before. Offline, I, I, yeah, offline. <laughs> and I dug into it, and it's dope. And, and it's and it's it's very. You know what the problem was with the album? I'll tell you exactly what it was. They dropped that motherfucker in like fall to winter. Yeah, that bitch was a fucking summer album through and through. Yeah, if that bitch came out like like yeah. like three weeks from now and shit, when motherfuckers are trying to get the summer dresses on, the fucking yeah, the yeah, brand yeah, new yeah. kicks. Now I walk by, I walk past the line today. People online in front of fucking. You know, the new Jordans dropped, you know what I'm saying? It was dropped today, <laughs> getting that shit ready for the springtime. You know, that it would be a great album. And it's, it was a, it's, it's not an album that, that really thrives in fucking, in like, you know, 30 degree, 40 degree, 50 degree weather. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an album you yeah. have to be playing, you know. Got a Corona in hand, like the commercials. Yeah, man. You know, Sand. <laughs> that's that album. Like, enough where I wonder if you'll see it, if they have another single in it. It's gonna be interesting to see the album right out into towards the end of the year. If, yeah, if they, if they I mean, I'm, it's it's weird because I feel like there's there's a few singles they have in it, but it died. I feel like it died on the vine. So I don't know if they're gonna push it, continue to push it, which is really sad. It's, it's definitely you know. And, and going back to it, um, I don't think Dirty Computer from Janelle is going to be a trap album. Oh, you know, so it's it's, it's you know, now like, just a you know. And I think I, I just think it's just like it's interesting to see. You know, because look, everybody's album has like that pop, that radio friendly single, you know, that hooks you in so you can listen to the whole album. That's been a staple of like, you know, music since the radio. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Back in the days, you yeah. see, like, oh, this song's dope. You go pick up the CD, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, that's the only good song here. <laughs> what the fuck is all this other bullshit? Why, why is Bro. it like yodeling? <laughs> you know what's the, the worst offender of that? The Sugar Ray album. The Sugar Ray album? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that was, yeah. Remember that album? Yeah. <laughs> One perfect pop song and a sea of new metal. Yeah. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But, yeah, I mean, that's an extreme example. But, yeah, I mean, now you have to drop that. You know, you have to get playlisted. You got to drop that, that track single. And then you hope that you don't alienate your fans, fans enough, like your true fans. To like stay for the rest of the album, but that's fucked yeah. up. You figure that you know, since we're all post album, like that was back in the days where it's just like, all right, you know, we've you put the single out, this hit single, and you get these motherfuckers to come back and pay, you know, you know, basically almost twenty dollars for this little shitty piece of plastic that we don't care about in two thousand eighteen. Back, you know, twenty years ago, ten years ago, that was the shit. Now it feels depressing where it's not really necessarily about albums anymore. 
But you still kind of sneak that little fucking, you know, that Trojan horse in there just to get those same kind of, you know. Yeah, edits. but I mean, it's, it's not about albums, but it's also kind of basically you, that one track might be generate all the revenue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for like to, to pay the cost of like whatever other tracks in the album, right? True. So, yeah. You know, you need to, to you know, Streaming now is all about volume, so you need to generate that volume in order to pay back who you know all your advances and shit like that, which is kind of crazy. Like I feel like back in the day in your crew, you need like a good A and R, a good publicist. Now you need like a good data scientist. Yeah, no, <laughs> in your crew, there's there's the whole that, that whole new who's it who's in charge of United Masters? Yeah, yeah. Where it's basically like it literally advertises it, whereas it's like and it, and it's a great idea. I love it. But like, but if I'm wrong, the bottom line is the fact that we will help you find your audience. Like basically through data, yeah, we will help you find your audience, which is kind of dope. Like like you know, if, if I had a music project popping, I would love to you know try to give that a, a, you know that's a that's a good flattening of everything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a little cynical, where it's just like, hey, you know, we will help you throw buy our, buy our nerdy computer scientists in the back, <laughs> <laughs> and the AI machines that will eventually come to life and kill us in about fifteen years. For now, before the end of the world comes and the Terminators come and kill us all, we will help you have a musical career. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely crazy. Um, I just wanted to be like Brockhampton when your dad signs his dress bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I ask. <laughs> if you have a dad scientist in your crew, have him drop some bars. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so going back to, like, I don't, uh, so I started reading the uh, Guardian interview with Janelle. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, even though we're talking about her dropping a trap trap single, like, the reason why people are very protective about her is because we expect her to be the voice of black America. And she struggles with that, you know, because we were expecting her to be, like, a feminist and, you know, an activist and, you know, all these different things. And, like, we have this perception of her. I mean, and not so much the all of America, but, you know, like, music nerds and, and people who are really passionate about music, they, like, Janelle is, like, you know, they our queen in a lot of ways. <sighs> and it's a burden that, you know, she's struggling with as a person. It's, it's, I feel bad for her, though. The, the reason why is because, so, like, she's been around for 10 years, right? 10 years doing all this sci-fi, heady, album concepts, stage concepts, all this stuff. And it feels like, to a certain extent, after like you know, like think about it, like when Prince came out, when Michael Jackson came out. Not just saying she's at those le- that do- that level, but she's definitely somebody where she's an accomplished musician. Yeah. So obviously, you know, that's where you want to be. You want to be at the superstar level. So she's 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 getting there. She's you know she's in the film, everything else. So it's interesting because she's like ten years into this. You know, she's got she came in, hit the ground running. She had an idea of what she wanted to do. I'm doing this sci-fi shit. You know, the sci-fi nerd shit. You know, did he sign me? We're doing all these big shows. And it's kind of weird where, like you said, like she's almost like in this weird thing where she's kind of apologetic. She's kind of like, you know, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I, I, you know, if I dress like this, they say this about me. If I dress like that, they say that about me. And it's kind of fucked up because I felt like at this age in the career, you know, usually by this time, you know, it's not like as if where, you know, 10 years in, you're kind of, it, it is what it is. People kind of yeah. accept you what, the way you are. Yeah. And if you, either they either they fuck with you or they don't. They're, they have 10 years of proof already before that. And with her, it's weird. It's almost like she's a new artist in a weird way. Yeah. You know, it's just like, like you said, because she's so kind of like up there and out there and it was an idealized idea and she stepped away for a little bit 
and now she's back. So it's weird because normally, you know, like Jay-Z comes out, drops albums like, fuck it, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even with the 4-4, it was a big deal, but not really. Jay-Z don't give a Jay, Jay, If that shit, you know, when Jay-Z drops an album, he don't give a fuck what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As long as the money comes in, he's chilling. Yeah. So it's weird to have somebody where, you know, literally like a decade in on some, on some like, I don't know, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, you know, to be honest, like she's not that popular. She's not. I mean, and, and I think that that, you know... We have to come to reckoning about that. Like, there's a lot of people who do not know who Janelle Monet is, or if they do, like, they kind of know her from like commercials and stuff, and not so much for her music. You know, so she's not. <laughs> but and and I, and I want to be that dude. I'll be the hater. It's because her music is good, but it's not great. Like on a on an album level, like it's she's somebody who I love. Because it's cool, like you know that Parliament Funkadelic shit. Y'all have niggas out there in the seventies with fake ass spaceships and these fucking costumes yeah. and doing these crazy albums and fucking you know George Clinton comes up telling these crazy ass stories that are kind of about the album and kind of about these aliens and you know it's, it's kind of fully fully formed. Yeah. Prince Prince was literally the fuck palace on wax for like fucking decades. <laughs> you you just imagine Prince coming out there butt ass naked, which is why that Chappelle skit was funny where it's like, oh shit, Prince plays basketball. Like he's a normal motherfucker. How is that possible? Yeah. So it's interesting to kind of have somebody come out and hit, you know, as far as like the performance art aspect of it, have it nailed. Yeah. As far as the live show, have it nailed. Yeah. How about the musical taste? Because even her record label, full of dope acts, nailed. Yeah. Have all these checks boxes, but what's weird is as far as the final thing, that like that dope classic album, no. She's got good albums. People love Arch Android. But even with me, after a while, it feels like, you know, like she's got, like it starts off strong, and after a while, it's like. You know what? I'll agree. I'll, I'll definitely agree. Like, there's, there's not a Janelle album that I think I've, like, listened to over and over and over again, you know? Like, she doesn't have her miseducation. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have that, that really tight and Channel Orange. She just, like, you know? like cause look, at the, look at the current class of R&B, like, stars. You've got your, like, your weekends coming off House of Balloons. What an impact that made. Yeah. You've got your, you know, Frank Ocean, when they have to say anything. Look at your SZA, like, now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because yeah. she's dropped these records where, you know, Puff Daddy produced and have all these rollouts. And I can't remember any of the songs. You know, yeah, I'm not actually thinking about because even when yeah, you look at like somebody like a Scissor or Solange, like they've been a, they've been able to really kind of affect the culture in a lot of ways with their music first, or even a Miguel, Miguel, yeah, yeah Miguel has some like even if and the thing is that I I do believe his albums were great, like don't get me wrong, but even if he didn't, he still has some fucking jams, like you know what I'm saying? There's some some yeah. Miguel songs that you just can't like fuck with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's weird where like I said. Yeah. It's like I feel like with her, it's like we love the concept. We want her to win, yeah. Because you know she's 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 a she's a black woman, yeah. Obviously gorgeous, obviously talented, not stereotypical in her looks, yeah. Even though she's like she's traditionally beautiful, but if what she puts out there, she's got you know she's not light skinned She's got this big pompadour, you know. There's something there. It's like oh, I want to see this alternative black girl win. She's literally black girl magic. <laughs> if there was a black girl magic fairy. <laughs> She would pop up and fucking puff her fucking shea butter smoke, dressed like Janelle Monae. Shea butter smoke. Like that's literally what she is. So it's like we want her to win. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if we have to look at it, you know what I'm saying? Like how many Janelle Monae songs going to make that you know that summer playlist? How no, many you know? Yeah, that's true. It's like we you know. And I remember I dated this girl like a long time ago. It's like you like the and she like we broke up and she's like you like the concept of me, like, not me. 
And that's how we feel about Janelle. Like, yeah. We like the concept of Janelle in a lot of ways. Not so much her, the person, or her music. We just like the fact that like, she's out there representing like weird-ass yeah. black girls. You know? And that was 10 years. That was before. You got to think about it. And she's a trendsetter in so many ways. That was before like the boho wave. Yeah. That was before the Solange wave, we could wear your hair natural. Yeah. That was before the androgyny wave, where you could kind of be a little bit this, a little bit that, we know where what spectrum you lie. That was before like instrumentation became popular again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She came out in the era where, you know, like Little John could still get on a remix. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that was when she came out. So yeah. she was definitely a breath of fresh air. The only thing is and like I said, I, and, and I and and what's what's bad about this, I wanna say she's a bad songwriter. She's actually a good songwriter. The yeah. only thing is we've never had a great song. Yeah. Like the most I could think of, like what I think of Janelle Monet and it's sad is yoga. And that's more because of the when people kind of flipped out where it's like, oh, she's looking sexy, how she's flipping. You know, it was more of the like the like the weird, like holy like her fans. Her fans like, oh, it was a big switch and yada yada yeah. yada. Where, you know, who cares? Like, you know, all I care about are songs. And yeah. and, and that's why I hope with this album it brings. Which brings me to the second song. Which is actually a pretty. If there's a genre out there, it's definitely the Prince sounded like song. Yeah, well, and you know, like, yeah. You know, and there's a lot of, like the Dream was doing it in, yeah, in the arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of this. This, this career is built off the Prince sounded like. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good. It's a pretty great song. Well, actually, Prince worked on the album. Before oh, he died. That, so, makes, that makes all the yeah, sense in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that that's why I wasn't surprised when I heard the album. I was like, that that track. Make me feel. I believe it's make me feel or Jangle Jane. Make me feel. Make me feel. Yeah, yeah. So Jangle Jane is her hardcore rap. So. Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I heard make me feel, I was like, okay, this is just. <laughs> and I, I, all right, I don't want to say it's a, a Prince B size, but you could tell Prince's fingerprints are all over the album. But let's let's uh, be honest though, it's it's better than Prince B side because that's a better Prince song than a Prince and and literally rest in peace to God. Prince hasn't had a good song. In, a, in, in decades. Oh, look. I mean, I'm not mad at the fact that he, he literally still... He was touring and performing off a ship from 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. And then, he, and then a lot of the new stuff was actually pretty good live, too. Like, like, yeah, love, yeah. Like, like he, it, it's, it's just the fact that as far as, like, pop songcraft, he definitely lost a step. Yeah. His, his skills, as high as ever. Yeah. And then, But the thing is, I, I think this song is a better Prince song than Prince has had in a decade, though. I can say this much. No, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. Like, I, I, I could definitely, and I'm hoping with, like, everybody's kind of getting used to Because we're in a weird, even though Trap is definitely futuristic, there's a lot of weird, like, the same way how, like, the cha-cha beat, like, Dram, and, like, that yeah. little weird cha-cha, you know, kind of grew up a little bit. I feel like there's a, a yearn for, like, throwback kind of. Like Bruno Mars. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this will be her way that she'll able to kind of write this out to something. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I can't wait to see it live. Yeah. It's like live, she's going, I mean, live. And I think that, that that's the issue with her is that you can't really appreciate her as a musician until you see her live. Oh, yeah. You oh, know. hardest working woman in the show business. By far. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I think we said it before, but like there was a, there was a period of time where if you were in like any major city, she played that shit like eight times in that one month. Yeah. For everybody big, she, you know, going back to probably open up for anybody from like Little John <laughs> to Beyonce. She yeah. was open enough for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, people don't know. Like she did like a Chitlin Circuit tour with Bruno Mars. Oh no way! Where they went to like all these cities in the South, like because I'm from Alabama, so like they went to like all these like little spots in Alabama and shit. 
And right when Bruno Mars is kind of bubbling up, it's Bruno Mars and Janelle Monet like chitlin' circuit. Oh shit! But that's but that's awesome. That's why I said I love her. Like it's, yeah. it's something where she really comes from the school before you know that was because that was still where you could make a little bit of Skrillex stuff in the music industry. Like she was still touring when that was unheard of for a lot of acts. Was, yeah. like, particularly in the R and B space, definitely not in rock. But it's like oh touring is like we could kind of do that or we could kind of just cut these songs and get these checks. So yeah. for it to kind of embrace the live stage is was is was a little bit ahead again ahead of the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, man. Um, and uh, apparently the rumor is she's uh, dating Tessa Thompson, which it's beautiful. weird because the, the, what I feel bad about her is the fact that because uh, she always has to give those and, interviews where she has to dodge it. Yeah. And then because I remember she gave one, she was like, "I don't date people; I date androids or something like that." Yeah. And like, and, it, and, and, it, and, it, and it's kind of whack though because you know it goes back to my whole thing where. Like, you know, Prince never really said, like, what he was. Yeah. But, like, Prince was still sexy as fuck. You know what I'm saying, kind of? Kinda, you of know, course. so it was kind of, but it's, it's weird how, like, now we have to have, like, an answer. Well, it, it, it sucks because, again, her being female, I think there is that kind of male gaze. And yeah. I'm not, not going to lie. You oh, know, you know, she's gorgeous. Like, yeah. you can't, you can't, there's no, yeah. but by any of the, she's, a, she's she was, come on, when you're a side hustle is modeling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just doing this, you know, on the side just to whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that you're that good looking. Whereas, like, I can just fucking, you know, go out there and get these L'Oreal checks. You know, fuck it. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That, that, so, yeah. But, you know, we, like, we gave that, we gave Prince that kind of space to, like, do whatever he wanted and do yeah. whatever he wanted. And it's like, oh, he's Prince. But, like, with her, it's like, yo, you dating Tessa Thompson? You dating Tessa Thompson? <laughs> you know, like, the, you know, the world wants to know. And she, you know, I think in the Guardian article, she's like, oh, I'm just sexually liberated. You know, I'm not like bi or you know lesbian or you know straight, or whatever. And you know, and, and again, it goes back to the fact that <laughs> uh, we have her on such a high pedestal. You know that, and and it sucks. You know, her being a woman, she doesn't have that luxury to really kind of you know have people be out of like you know out of her bedroom right but it sucks like it, no it sucks because like your david bowie was out here you know what i'm saying like yeah. like, like 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 david bowie was literally out there like because apparently the the, the, the the i can't say the rumor but everybody basically says he was like 99.9 percent straight but he would just say like you know play with this the whole sexual aspect similar to like papa janelle because we yeah. don't know if she's Gay, straight or bi, but she, but you know, but given that those same kind of evasive ass answers, those kind of wink, yeah. wink answers, and playing around for them, that was part of his performance. Yeah. So it would be cool where you know you could watch like the video and they aren't necessarily fuck it, like you know it's just you exactly. know we're giving a little tease, you know these two, and I don't know, I'm guessing somehow in the, in the grant because apparently it's gonna be a whole movie long form thing. Yeah. Maybe they have both Androids, who knows? But <laughs> like it'd be cool if she could just be taking on on face value without the idea of like, so y'all gotta be really fucking in real life, right? And I kinda I, and I hate it because it ruins the magic. Like I kinda wanna I, I kinda want like same way Prince. I imagine Prince was walking around dressed like an ice skater the whole time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With this light skinned woman that's dangling from the ceilings doing trapeze. <laughs> and obviously not realistic. Obviously Prince had his days where he used to get up and scratch his ass, but it was kinda cool to have like this weird not yeah. weird, but this cool rock star ethos. Yeah. You know, Michael Jackson rock star. You know, Jay Z to a certain extent, rock star. Yeah. So it's weird, but for her, it's like, you know, why are you, you know, how's the movie going? How who you dating? Who you this? Who you that? And it's like I feel like it's 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 the exact opposite. I feel like it's taking her down. Like I kinda want to have some weird spacey sci-fi female artist crazy thing where it's like oh yeah that, like that's that was a real show i mean and, and the only female i know who was ever able to do that was bjork yeah like bjork 
No way. I mean, we don't even know if she's human. No. <laughs> You know. She's not part. The thing is, she's not even a sister mentioned. Like, she, there's a portal she comes out of every performance. <laughs> they gotta wheel all this fucking <laughs> hydron collider shit into the stadium. They press the button and she just kind of comes out of the fucking this Rick and Morty dimension. Yeah, it's like, I mean, we don't even know, but like, like she's the only female artist I know that we've given her that space to like let her be her own person. And we never ask who she's dating, like, like, whatever, like, you know, we've given her the space, and, and it's sad that we can't have a black Bjork. Yeah. It's really sad, and I, I feel like Janelle wants to be that, especially when you look at Metropolis, and, like, I think that she was really trying to channel that Bjork energy. Yeah, no. And, uh, black, you know, black America, I think I'm talking about America, like, black America wasn't ready for that, you know? And, and like I said, it's weird because, God, like, you know, and, and, this, and I, it's weird, I feel like now, in, in the inst- perfectly curated Instagram world... In the Afropunk world, in the Black Panther world, like this is this time is now for her. Oh, of course. Yeah, but it's weird because, like you said, it's at, at that time where it's like, nah, girl, with them jams, you know what I'm saying? With them horns. <laughs> I don't, I don't need all this Android shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this yeah, popping. Yeah, and so and it's actually kind of funny when you mentioned Black Panther because I think this is the opera, like because she would have been perfect for that soundtrack because she was doing that shit like the Afrofuturism stuff. Uh, you know, ten years ago, as you're saying, and maybe she didn't get the invite from Kendrick, but I think computer, you know, the dirty computer is like like time to drop at the at the right time. Yes, like yeah, but I, I just well, or the wrong time because well, still gotta wait like three weeks. I, yeah, I just I just <laughs> wish it happened like during Black Panther weekend. Yeah, like you, you drop it Black Panther weekend, like I mean, she probably probably would gotten a lot more buzz. But, you know, I, I think we are kind of ready because we kind of can see it. And I think the problem with Afrofuturism is, like, black people couldn't see it for a long time. Like, we, could, we couldn't imagine it. But yeah, because it's, you know? it's something where, I mean, this, this is where it gets, like, darker. But it's just like, how can you say that? Like, you know, I love my comics. I love my sci-fi. You know, I remember when I was a little kid, I used to watch because they used to have the fucking Star Trek reruns on fucking, like, yeah. the old Star Trek. Where Captain Kirk would come out there. Punch some alien in the face, bring some fucking blue bitch home. <laughs> it was awesome, but it was I would never see a face like mine. You know, like the Uhura yeah. was like was 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 a star that yeah. was random. You know what I'm saying? Your Eartha Kid and Batman. It's like yeah, these one offs and like you know you would have like a decade of sci-fi to be one one representation. Yeah, and particularly because they would write us out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know niggas in Back to the Future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's fucking. So at the same time, it's kind of weird because fucking. You know, it's we couldn't see it, but I think it's because you know when you're an oppressed people. Oh, again, get very to not Tanahashi quotes now. When you're <laughs> when you're oppressed people, you only can think about the now, the struggle of today. And you know, and and it kind of it's kind of whack. But I do think the fact fact of like now where we're playing with word styles, like because it, it's weird. People kind of look at it and says, oh, and say like, oh, look at these trap rappers, look at these saggy pants, get all this. You know, we're kind of sucking this word culture loop. Where no culture is fucking, it's it's a fucking whirlpool. Like fucking, if you're really paying attention to what's happening, like in the hype beast world and oh, the yeah. art world, and like if you pick what's happening in the creative like space of black culture is insane. That it's shit is like beautiful. fucking. It's like the races are on. Motherfuckers creating dope shit. Motherfuckers getting bit for dope shit. Because look at the fucking Kendrick Lamar Black Panther. How they accused the woman had to sue them for stealing her designs. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. like things are kind of moving at a, at a crazy pace. Like uh, I went to an art show like a 
like even like a year ago, even speaking of this Afrofuturism just in the diaspora sense, like South Africa has some crazy Amazing. Like the music coming out. Like Amazing. Like there it's one of the, the few times where I could say like black people, like like African Americans, like black folks, y'all gotta set your game up because yo. The, and they're they're dropping this movie called Five Fingers for Marseille. Uh-huh. Which is like Kind of like a, uh, I wouldn't call it Afrofuturistic, but it's a westernness drive that just dropped at Sundance and it's supposed right. to roll out. And it's supposed to be incredible. There's all this stuff happening. Like there's some out, there's some like Ethiopian like Afrofuturistic film I saw that was just like way like you gotta be high as hell. Awesome. <laughs> you know, so they they've been doing shit and they've been like doing this shit for a long time. Yeah, no, it's it's about know? time. And I feel like to so, a certain extent we were kind of the leaders of that culture, and it's kind of cool seeing it being like literally internet. It's it yeah. black people. Period. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and I think it's it's really sad because I do think there's that division between Black American in Africa and Black Panther is like very evident about that yeah um, you know and it's, it hit a lot of really good notes yeah uh, especially if you know African people who are African <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I mean it, it, it's kind of cool like I, I definitely want to have that that cross collaboration um, between like what's happening in Africa because I mean again like they're doing some really cool shit down there yeah and, it, and it's and it's cool they, that, that they get recognized for it because the yeah. same way how to a certain extent you know to, to speak frankly niggas here do great shit and the only time white America notices is when it gets stolen you know at least white America steals our shit over there they just totally ignore it like for completely for, yeah for, for, completely for white America Africa is still in fucking huts where we know yeah. it's, it's definitely you know they've got dope music dope fucking art dope clothes so it's cool to see them kind of get that recognition because to a certain extent they weren't even getting that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think we should move to wrap this up, but I did want to talk before we, we get out of here about your boy Quincy Jones oh. on the apology tour. See what happens. <laughs> the black man goes out there, tells how it is. The black woman comes behind him and case his daughters and hates all the fun. You know, I'm, I'm not even going to say that. I mean, I, I, basically, he was saying some shit that he should have said on his deathbed. Yeah, but it was great. Not, not, not shit it that... It was great. Yeah. He let them barrels fly. But he was just what? like, clack. He has projects that are like in the works. He has like money that's still on the table. And I think, you know, unfortunately... I mean, I'm not. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I, I, you know. Yeah, at his stat, you're right. Because I, I can imagine somebody being on some like, yo, you know, you know, I love fucking Richard Pryor. How could you say that? Yeah, I mean, he We're went after all, back. all the sacred gods. Yeah, you know, and I mean, you don't, you don't really fuck with the Beatles. Like, you don't say the Beatles suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure the pitchforks were lining outside of his house. You know, um, it's, it's, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm not surprised. Like, like <laughs> it's sad because I want him to speak his truth and be his, his own person and be and give no fucks. But it is what it is. <laughs> it's it. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, to a certain extent, and you're right. Like, he's got it, it's it's weird because it was definitely it, it was it was a messy on a level that you know Wendy Williams wishes she could eventually achieve that messiness. Like yeah. that that was it was epic. Epic, and like I said, I love the fact that they kind of tore down a lot of like you know barriers. and kind of said, "Hey, these guys are just regular motherfuckers too." But at the same time, I can understand because it was in poor taste. Damn it, you know he was he was a little bit you know 
You and your boy at a bar, perfectly fine, but multiple interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like you try to downplay, it, like, oh, well, you know, I was a little like out of it. I'm like, but bro, you have two interviews. Two interviews. <laughs> Not just one. And, two interviews. And long as shit. Them interviews weren't like two seconds. Like, you two, probably had, you know, yeah, two, multiple courses. Two separate publications. You know what I'm saying? You'll hop in the car and to catch a movie in between. Like that, Republic, that, that reporter was there for all day. Yeah. Days of work for talking. Yeah. You know I guess it was like one interview, like, you know, whatever. Like you have a bad weekend. Yeah, you caught Bro. me at the TMZ airport lobby. <laughs> you know, I was out there. The camera was in my face. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, fun. Fam, like you, like you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. You knew what you're doing, and then you know. I mean, again, it sucks. Like your money got pulled. I'm sure Netflix is like, nah, nigga. Which which sucks because they should like Netflix should have dropped that documentary that weekend. Oh yeah, it'd be wrapped. It'd oh. be. Oh, I would have if. Oh, come on! That would I'd have been much watched TV. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm sure like they're just kind of like, man, nah, fam. <laughs> Paul McCartney's calling. <laughs> It's like, yo, I'm going to take away everything. <laughs> I just imagine it. Ringo Starr is like, yo, bro, what's up? Ringo Starr singing to the DMs. <laughs> I just imagine the rollout going to be like, you know how the trailer is going to be like, for the man who bought you, Richard Pryor fucked <laughs> half of Hollywood. For the man who bought you, Michael Jackson versus Prince. <laughs> Comes a tale of his life. <laughs> and, oh, and Marlon Brando's family was like, "Oh no, he he didn't fuck with." Oh come on, because they're white. Obviously, gonna be like on something like, "Oh my god, never white." You know, never interracial and gay. Oh never. god, never, never, never. It's right. It's it very. It's it's very in the backyard along with their past slave ownership. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So uh, yeah, man. Poor, poor Quincy. But fuck it, uh, I'm still supporting y'all. Y'all gonna have to support Quincy. Them, them bars are still giving me life. Like, Whenever you feeling sad and depressed about your life, just bring up the Quincy interview. It's, it's out there. It's out there. Like nobody knows about the apology. Everybody knows about the interview. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's too late. It still gives me life. Every, <laughs> it's too late. It makes me youthful. Every, every time I read that interview. <laughs> too late. Yeah. Uh, all right, people. Um, yo, so. I gotta give a shout out to my, my boy Surf, <laughs> Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Holla! Holla! Because uh, I, I was supposed to do the last podcast. It didn't serve. I'm showing you out right now. I love this kid. Well, I, I remember I went down like a year and a half ago, you know, I was talking about new music, and homie brought out like a notebook and starts writing down. Oh, no shit. And like, he's like, oh, Anderson Pack, and starts writing it down. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, shout out to him. Shout out to my brother out there. Like, we're doing, yo, like, there's a whole crew in Tuscaloosa. All the true music heads. You know, uh, out there. Uh, I was looking at the stats. Shout out to UK, Australia. Like, we're getting out there. Obviously, if you listen to this, you love us. So tell your friends, your family, your ex-lovers. <laughs> People you hate. <laughs> Your landlord, the debt collector, when they call, when a debt collector calls y'all up, put them on hold, put us in the background. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Uh, Red Just Don't Talk Music on iTunes, Overcast, um, anywhere you can get your, your podcast on Finder Devices everywhere. Finder Devices. <laughs> <laughs> on your iPhones, on your Samsungs. I mean, you know I guess we on Android. We're I don't on know. an Android life, you know what I'm saying? Yo, if you if you about the through. Android life, like let us know, because I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on that flip phone technology. I want, I want that flip phone money. 
I want, I want your grannies out there to be out there or something. Like, I listen to that Roger Stone. Put that bitch up. Our bitches out there in, in 8-bit. <laughs> Looking like an old Nintendo game with them old flip phones. Yeah, I used to, I, I, like, I used to do like a little pirate radio back in the day. We should do that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, take a real old school. Have NYPD come in and fuck us all up, too. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, it took you five minutes to triangulate your asses. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Though, if you're on Android, seriously, if, if you if you're on Android, let us know what the, the what we need to do because we're iPhone people, iPhone for life, yeah, iPhone for life. Come you on, know. Steve Jobs. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be out here left behind <laughs> when Apple comes from our kids. This MacBook <laughs> has saved has saved our podcast today. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Uh, so yeah, no, so so definitely. Plus, uh, they got free Wi-Fi in the Apple Store. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So spread the word. I'll put you on the game. Holler some Apple <laughs> Apple Store employees. They got good benefits too. Y'all out there. <laughs> Out there. Spread the word. We'll see you next week. Next week. Peace. Later.